From COK Studios in Audie Cornish's game room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider some special coverage of the midterm elections with a report from polling locations. We'll also consider how high fashion designers are taking part in an Ebola suit design challenge. And we'll consider why nobody drinks Yoohoo anymore. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Not that Bill and Melinda Gates, another couple. We just happen to have the same name. We're raising money to help the rainforest. You know what, we'll just change the name. And the Gates Rainforest Foundation, in no way connected to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that has all the money from Microsoft. Visit notthatgatesfoundation.org. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Yesterday's midterm elections were in many ways a referendum on the current state of affairs in Washington, as well as President Obama's tenure as president. Democrats were keen to distance themselves from the president throughout the campaign, while Republicans sought to try and distance themselves from the gridlock in Washington that they created. In a non-presidential election year, voter turnout is usually lower, and this year was supposed to follow that trend. But we found out that that wasn't actually the case. Rather than spending time breaking down the election results, we decided to focus on the voters themselves. Here's a report Dinah put together yesterday as she visited various polling locations. For a midterm election, the polls this morning have a buzz about them that feels like a presidential election year. The lines are much longer than expected, and they stretch around the block at some locations, even at 7 a.m. Why are you here so early today? Isn't it obvious? It's important. Did you think that it would be this crowded? I hoped it wouldn't be, but it is what it is. I think it's probably a good sign that there's this many people, though. Temperatures outside some polling locations were frigid, and at other spots across the country there was rain and sometimes snow, but that didn't stop people from doing their civic duty. There's just something about this time of year that makes me want to get out and do this. I think it's the leaves changing or the cold bite in the air. And you don't mind standing in line? Not really. I work from home, so I can stand to be here a little longer. I see. There was supposed to be more apathy towards coming out this year, because people have said that they were kind of over it. But you obviously don't feel that way. Nah. I can totally see how people are getting tired of the whole thing, and there's been a lot of negative press about how bad it is. But that won't stop me from doing what I have to do. I really like your enthusiasm. Thanks! It was an amazing sight to see people who were supposed to be anti-government and unhappy with politics in general so engaged and upbeat about the democratic process. In all my years of reporting, I had never seen such diverse groups at the polls willing to happily wait in line to vote. And what issues or candidates brought you out today? What? Oh, I'm just trying to get my coffee. Wait, what? Yeah, this isn't the polling line. It's the Starbucks line. Mm, That can't be right. No, all these people are lined up for pumpkin spice lattes. Then where is the voting line? There isn't one. You see that school over there? That's where they're voting today. (laughs) I don't think I've seen a single person go in there the whole two hours I've been here. Are you planning to vote today? No. Are you serious? I went back and retraced my steps, and sure enough, it turns out that all of the massive crowds I thought were in line to vote were all people lined up to get into their neighborhood Starbucks for a pumpkin spice latte. 
Literally, none of the people I spoke to were voters. It seems as if waiting an hour to get a seasonal coffee drink laced with chemicals is far more important to Americans than voting for their elected officials. Reporting from Starbucks, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. That was a very compelling report, Dinah. Yeah, I think you mean depressing. That too. For more of Dinah's coverage of the 2014 elections, visit Starbucks.com backslash pumpkin spice. Now we turn to fashion news. Last weekend, 65 people took part in an Ebola suit design challenge organized by global health nonprofit JPEGO and Johns Hopkins University. There were engineering students, public health workers, and virologists in the mix. And while these people are seemingly obvious choices to design the suits, fashion designer and stylist Peter Grigio was also there. Peter joins us now to talk about the Ebola suits he created. Welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be here. So why did you decide to participate in this challenge? It was very important to me, Connor. Ebola is a deadly disease, and the people who are out there fighting it are the real heroes. They deserve to look good if they're going to be risking their lives. If you're going to fight Ebola, do it with style. Well, that makes sense. Duh. So, tell us what your suit looked like. Well, I think everybody knows that those plastic suits are just white or yellow plastic blobs, and that men and women have to wear the same thing. I created one suit for women and one for men. Okay. Yes, I did the men's suit in a kind of rich navy blue plastic that's a big color for fall this year. It looks very classy. The color says very upscale hospital, but it could also be worn in a third world country. It's one of those great all-around colors. Sounds nice. The color was only half the battle, Connor. I really wanted to give the suits more of a shape, because even though the main goal is protection from Ebola, there's no reason why these suits need to look like a sack. I brought in the waistline on the men's suit to give it a more Tom Ford kind of look. I also made the pants more of a tapered leg than the sort of boot cut look for the suits people have been wearing. I mean, what is this, 1998? Okay, so the men have a slicker look in their Ebola suits. What about the women? Oh, I pulled out all the stops on the ladies' suit. I was going to use black medical-grade plastic on their suits, but it didn't make sense if they were going to be in hot places like Africa, so I stuck with white. I know, I know what you're thinking, it's after Labor Day, but I did have to put function ahead of form so that the ladies wearing them didn't roast. That's probably smart. Besides, white can be classy and casual. It totally can! So for the ladies, I thought we needed to show off their figures more. So I added an Ampere waist, which is a universally flattering silhouette that accentuates the bust line. I also wanted to show a little bit of skin. Just because you're treating very sick people in a horribly impoverished countries doesn't mean you can't also be a little flirty. I guess so. I added some clear plastic to the mix to give it a sort of faux off-the-shoulder look, and I think it's pretty sexy. I also paired the women's Ebola suit with some very cute medical-grade heels from the Center for Disease Control's fall line, as well as a little handbag made from some really cute pink medical plastic, just for a little pop of color. Wow, it sounds like you've really made a fashion statement with those Ebola suits. Somebody had to. Sorry, I've got to go. Doctors Without Borders wants to order some more of my medical-grade culottes. Kisses! That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, or go to our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, and you can subscribe to our show at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. 
And don't forget, you can also donate to Consider Our Knowledge now, so please go to our website and click the Support COK button. You don't want to be one of the last people on the COK bandwagon. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. No. Yeah. Da. <laughs> yeah, a little more sass on it. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Like, that was just so good. <laughs>